Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my unlucky lounge rats tuning in to a new episode of Draft and Draft. My name is Corey, your limited lore master denizen of this here fine establishment known as the Unlucky Lounge located in the heart of the Blind Eternities, a pit stop throughout your travels in the multiverse. Joining us as always is a bear buddy that will raise your spirits up no matter how your week was because, well, quite frankly, he is our bartender. His name is Borok. Dude, Zenikar Rising is out and it is awesome. Yes, yes, all of that, yes, there is so much goodness coming out of the newest set, and we'll take a deeper dive into it now that we've had our chance to put our hands on the cards, well, virtually so, but still, we'll dig more into all of this great stuff, but first, a few bits of housekeeping. This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, BLEAV.com, or wherever you download your audio goodness. They have a slew of shows to help you out with those mid-hours during the day. Also, this podcast is here because of all of you listening. Thank you for giving us a little bit of your time and a little bit of that time to celebrate a game that brings us together. Truly, the fact that you tune in week to week, episode to episode enriches my life so thank you so much and we'd love for you to find us on socials and become a greater part of the community on twitter draft and draft cory you can find us on patreon draft and draft and mtg podcast or find my instagram cory damone enriquez to get the up to dates on all of the cool stuff coming out of draft and draft all of you just enjoying the show help keep the lights on here in the unlucky lounge well, that's enough of the housekeeping. The sorcerer's broom is put back into the conjurer's closet. And let us wait no more. Zendikar Rising is just an absolute phenomenon of a... Okay, that didn't sound good. But Borak? Borak, wh where are you? What, what was that sound? Oh no, that's the last thing we need. How are we going to open up the bed and breakfast in Monoscrew Manor without having an oven to make our MacGuffin muffins? I mean, I suppose we could try to make, you know, egg McMuffins, but I just don't think a morning is the same without your famous MacGuffin muffins. Sure, you could add stuff into a store-bought muffin, but I just think we're bluffing if we call that our famous MacGuffin muffins. Of course, Borok, I have not forgotten about our puffins we hired to serve the MacGuffin muffins. I am concerned about them too. I don't want them to end up working in a vampire coven. Alright, Borok, just calm down. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Stop huffing and puffing. You really gotta toughen. Don't worry, we'll find a replacement part for our MacGuffin muffin oven. Right, stop that. Silly. Once more, credit goes to the brilliant boys at Monty Python and, of course, the ghost of Graham Chapman. Alright, Borok, enough with the silliness. We gotta get this oven fixed. Where in the world are we going to find a replacement part for this MacGuffin Muffin Oven? The Zendikar Bazaar? I just think it's kind of coincidental we were going to talk about that place anyway today. Alright, let's head on down to the Zendikar Bazaar to find this replacement part for our oven. 
Yes, Barack, I know I have to work off on my plane's walking takeoff still. Thank you very much. <laughs> you forgot your wallet? I mean, this was the whole trip. <laughs> yeah, of course, I'm going to lend you some money. I don't want this trip to be a total wash. Oh, no, I, I just have Dominarian dollars. Barack, do you think they take that at the Zendikar Bazaar? <laughs> Currency exchange? What do you think this is? Newark International? <laughs> Fine, fine. I'll find a way to get some Zendikar rupees. I'll end up finding this exchange place, and I'll have a bunch of rupees that just waste away in my wallet for another three years until we go back to Zendikar. Just like doubloons with Ixalan. Alright, Bork, I'll give you credit where credit is due. The uh, Zendikar Bazaar is pretty rockin'. I mean, I honestly think that I could find anything here. It looks like there's a crab shack to our left, and... Wait, is that a yoga studio? It, wait a minute. Is that a trusty machete I spy? <laughs> well, you know what? Credit where credit's due. This place is pretty cool, Borok. But honestly, let's find this part and get on out of here. We should probably get back and get the episode actually going. <laughs> no, Borok, I didn't mean for us to split up and... Uh, uh, well, I guess he's off to find the part, but what am I going to do now? Why, hello and greetings. You do not seem familiar to me. Come, come closer. Do not be afraid. I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm just not really from these parts. A traveler, you say? Well, to me, someone from other places are more valuable than all the Jews in the forests of Kalni. Come, come to Bazaar Trader. Do not let these other traders, these charlatans, fool you or take yeah, advantage. I'm not really looking for anything, but, but thanks. Ah, but you see, that which we are not looking for that finds us, that is the most precious treasure No, no, seriously, come I don't really need you. No. Come join okay. me in well, my... Oh, are, okay, fine, fine, I'll come... Are, Jeez, I know you're a goblin, but maybe make your entrances a bit bigger. Yes, yes, come, come, see what we have here. Take a look around. What is to your liking? I see. So you deal in cards? Yes, yes, uh, the best of commons and non-commons, of course. We make sure that we give all of our patrons the, the best of deals. Uh... Isn't it kind of weird that a card is selling other cards? I feel like that's really super meta. No, no, I am not card. Can you not see? I am proud goblin, flesh, blood, bone. Yeah, but Bizarre Trader, you were, you were in Worldwake. You were, you know, a two-one gave cards away. Traveler, I know not what you speak. I am a vendor, proud, honest, true goblin. All right, okay, fine. I guess this is what we're doing for the show this week. So, tell me, Bizarre Trader, what kind of card do you want to offer me? Ah, now we are speaking the same language. Well, good traveler, from knowing you a very small amount of time, I could just tell that you are a man of good pace, perhaps a good tempo? Alright, yeah, you could say that. I, I do enjoy a, a good tempo deck. Well, what do you have to offer me? Well, don't take it so casual. I have for you a Strictly Better. Alright, sweet. A Strictly Better tempo card. What could it be? Well, trust me when I say Zendikar could be a very, very challenging place. And trust me, you shall not have any creeping chill when you have a glacial grasp on your situation. Ah, I see. 
Glacial Grasp, two and a blue instant. That taps a creature down, doesn't untap. You draw a card, and its controller mills two. Strictly better, eh? I mean, yes, of course, it's the exact same thing as Creeping Chill, but now your opponents mill two cards. Get them closer to insanity. I mean, if you're strictly talking strictly betters, I mean, sure, Glacial Grasp mills your opponent two cards, but... That really isn't furthering a lot of your strategies in tempo decks. Maybe if you're the blue-black rogue mill plan, it makes some sense, but let's say you're playing against a black deck. I don't want to fuel my opponent's thwart the grave or blood beckoning. I'm sorry, do you have anything... Wait, what's that over there? Is is that a land and a, and a creature to... No, 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 pay no mind to that over there, no. But look over here, I have a two-for-one for you. Okay, all right, you... You said the magic words, I I do like a two-for-one. Then I will tell you, Traveler, you will love this card. Not only is it a two-for-one, it is strictly better. You are sure to win the card advantage game when you play a Mind Drain, huh? huh? Oh. thought it was going to be a removal spell or a really cool card draw. No, it's a strictly better Mind Rot. Two and a black for a sorcery. Target opponent discards two cards. They mill a card and then you drain them a life. Okay, I guess in some formats, Mine Rod is good. And in this format, I'd say it's probably better than most. But this just seems like a bunch of stuff tacked on to a Mine Rod to try and appeal to me. It's like a vicious rumors and horrifying revelation stapled together. It's just like this weird card effect stew. Ah, but you did not say no. And did you say this card was good in Zendikar Rising? So so what do you say, huh? About walking out of my fine establishment with a fresh copy of Mind Drain? Yeah, sorry, Bizarre Trader. You don't have me sold. No, I did. it's decent, but it's just not my cup of tea. But speaking of cards stapled together, what... Is, is that a land and a spell in one? I mean, yes, sure, but but never you mind that. I have something better for you right no, over but, but here. No, but spell land, spell land. No, 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 come over here and Aww. feast your eyes upon the new wave of mana acceleration. Uh, mana ramp, you say? Ah, see, I have your attention now. You listen to Bizarre Trader. I mean, I am listening, and I certainly do love going above the curve. Ah, a man of good taste you are then. All right, Bizarre Trader, calm down. Oh, why calm down when I have the future right here for you? All right, listen, Bizarre Trader, you're really setting yourself up here. I'm telling you, this card had best be a real banger. It shall be a, what did you call it, a banger? <laughs> Expectations shall be met, my friend, when you feast your eyes upon the newest explorer. Newest explorer? I mean, come on, we just got Growth Spiral. What is this? Two Explorers? Trust me, Bizarre Trader. That already happened, and it was not very well received. Two Explorers? No, no, no. Nothing as ham-feasted as that. No, come and reach to a brand new level with Scale the Heights. This, this is what you've been looking for. Uh, a Sorcery, two and a green. You may play an additional land, draw a card, and then you get a counter on up to a creature and gain two life? You're making me pay one more to put a counter on a creature and gain two life? What kind of scam train is this? Excuse me, Traveler. 
this is no scam. It ramps you, it cantrips, it gives you counter, it gains you life, it just slaps your trouble away. Slap it, slap it, slap it. No, 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 no. Let me be clear about this. I do not want to pay one more mana to get a counter, gain two life, and make me cast this at sorcery speed. Growth spirals at instant speed, and if I target my creature and then it gets removed, this whole card gets countered. I, I don't even want to do this if I have counter synergies in my deck. But, but don't forget, it can also pay off with life gain synergies, no? No. No, just stop it, Mr. Magical Christmas Land. I, I do, let me see these land spells over here. I want no, to take a look at these. Uh, these are stunning. Of course they are. Modal double face cards land on one side, a creature or spell on the other. Yeah, I this. This is what I'm talking about, Bizarre Trader. These cards are amazing. Of course they're amazing. Everyone takes them. I can barely keep them stocked on the shelves. They are so popular. Well, what can I say, Bizarre Trader, but the cream rises to the top. Hey, but thanks for showing me these modal double face cards. They look You're really like sweet. I'm just going to take these, and you know what? You can keep your sorceries and your glacial grass. But, but can I you know, maybe find someone else, but I'm just going to go with these two-sided cards. You know what? Hey, I appreciate I, your time. I, Thank you. Okay, bye. No, wait, wait. No. Ugh. I'm never going to get rid of these cards now, no matter what else I tack onto them. You know, I really should have invested in multi-kicker. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com fedcontracts. Feels good to be back. You know, they say there's no place like home, and it certainly feels true after a pretty successful trip to the Zendikar Bazaar. <laughs> Who would have thought that the Zendikar Bazaar took Dominarian dollars? They love them, and hey, good news, we found the part to fix the MacGuffin Muffin Oven. Things are looking up, dude. <laughs> oh, these little things right here? Brock, this is the future. May I present to you MDFs, modal double face cards, and they play out just as cool as they look. <laughs> what can I say? I'm just truly high on this brand new mechanic. And to my unlucky lounge rats, let me tell you something. If you hadn't had a chance yet to dig into some Zendikar Rising drafts, then let me inform you on these special little lands and spells all in one. These cards are a game changer. And not just in a, this is a new mechanic and it's really cool and it's really fun. No, I mean, these modal double face cards should become an evergreen mechanic. Yeah, I said it folks. And while it has a level of complexity that one might be able to argue deserves a little bit of tempering, I think they're actually just intuitive enough for all of us to learn the nuances of MDFCs and welcome them into the fold of what magic should be giving to us on a per set basis. 
And there's something about the elegance of Zendikar having these MDFCs on lands as one side to introduce this mechanic. It really highlights the true value train that this set provides. You get the ubiquitous option of either playing a expensive utility spell early and then benefiting from hitting your curve. And on top of that, Zendikar being the lands matter set comes packed in with it a bunch of sweet land synergies that makes you want to actively play these cards as lands, not as well to speak to the really cool commons that can pick up lands from the battlefield. I'm talking Tazine Raptor. I'm talking Kadanzu Stomper. I'm talking Pyroclastic Hellion. These three cards make up a triad of two for one value that you don't normally get out of just playing a creature. It allows you to gain extra advantage by drafting correctly, by playing the games out correctly. There's nothing more satisfying than picking up a Umara Wizard that's been played as a land and then later on playing it as a creature when those lands expire in their value. And boy, Unlucky Lounge Rats, these MDFCs are something special. But we'll dig deeper into it, I'm sure, as the format goes along. But right now, I want to highlight some of the cards that Bizarre Trader tried to sell to us early on. There's something about the sorceries and instants and it's kind of the utility things that exist in this format that make some of these things look appealing, but when we peel back the outer layers, they really lose a lot of their luster. Take a look at Glacial Grasp. Now, of the cards that we mentioned with Bizarre Trader, this card probably is the most playable. It's Creeping Chill with a Milkon. That's actually totally fine, and when you're leaning directly into a black-blue rogues deck, this card has a lot of utility. When you're playing your other creatures that attack through and mill your opponent, this can actually amount to upwards towards eight cards of mill just from the tempo you're getting off the swings. But know as well, the rogue plan doesn't need to just mill out your opponents. That's perhaps the greatest lesson learned that I have seen out of the black-blue deck. You're looking to hit that threshold of eight cards in your opponent's graveyard. Once you get that, you can shift gears in your game plan and go for the true aggression plan. Things like the Soaring Rogue Lord, the Soaring Thought Thief. That card is such a big pull into this deck. When I see that card and I see it late, that is my signal to go into this Black-Blue Rogue's deck. Not only does it help you fuel that threshold of 8 on the enemy's graveyard, but it also provides a plus 1 plus 0 anthem to the rest of your rogues. Cards like this really, really impress me. And then you get some other additional cool things that... Not only can you table around in, say, the Black-Blue Rogues deck, but you don't get punished for taking pieces because there are these little drops of value throughout the entire format. That includes cards like Glacial Grasp. You can pick those up late. It's not a required piece in any other deck, so with the Black-Blue Rogues deck, you can gain a sweet tempo swing by having this card. Combine it with, say, a Tazim Royal Mage, bring it back, after kicking that 2-1 for an extra 4 colorless mana, man, you are in the money, my unlucky lounge rats. So Glacial Grasp, to me, when you're looking at it, think of it truthfully as a hidden black-blue card. And that's one of the things that we really want to start to look at when we are a few weeks into a format. When does a card that looks like it can go into any color truthfully 
has kind of written into it based off of the different archetypes and the flow of the set kind of come with an additional cost of needing to be played in certain synergy decks. Let's talk as well about Mind Drain. The Mind Rot that has the little extra mill variant and the Drain. Another card that actually plays relatively well in the Rogue deck, but can also have some extra little points of value in, say, the Black-White Clerics deck, which is already trying to establish an early board on the battlefield. And then you hit them for two cards out of their hand, and then you get to synergize with that life gain. Now, while you can maybe play it in, say, the Rogue's deck, I think it's better suited to playing with that life gains matter theme. Let's say you've got the white-black payoff uncommon. Suddenly, you're putting a counter on that card, and that two-for-one is actually quite relevant in a slower Zendikar format. Sure, I could see playing that card, but I don't want that to really touch, say, a black-green deck or a red-black deck that's really trying to establish a strong early party synergy and playing with some of the equipment that exists in that format. Keep away from black-red and black-green, and maybe we could find a place for it in the rogue deck. It does add some extra cards in the opponent's graveyard, but one of the strengths of, say, the blue-black rogue deck is being able to play a lot of your spells on your opponent's turn. So, Mind Drain, another one of those instances of a black card that looks like it could go in any black deck, but truthfully, probably plays the best in the white-black clerics deck. And even then, it's an okay card. Great card out of the board, and if you haven't yet done best of three in Zendikar Rising, my Unlucky Lounge Rats, it is a really valuable format. And right now, while it's still on Magic Arena before it gets taken off, Give it a try, it's well worth your time. Finally, let's talk Scale the Heights. This card, it looks like it's good, and quite frankly, a lot of our mana ramp nowadays comes at a cost of three. Of course, we're not talking about Growth Spiral, that card is just a crazy card in general, but a lot of the ramp spells in limited formats in the past year or so have come at the three mana cost. and. This does kind of have a nice package to it. It sounds nice. You get a counter on a creature, gain some life, help you get to late game, draw a card, and play a land. Hey, I like all those things, and when you put it all together, it feels like a nice package. But the aforementioned kind of nambo of the card, where if your creature gets removed and you choose to put that counter on a creature, the entire card is countered by state base effect. Now the cool thing about Scale the Heights is that it does have the rider of up to one creature. You don't have to put the card on and the fact that there is a very solid black instant speed removal spell in Deadly Alliance or a pretty amazing bounce spell in Into the Royal, you really want to be thinking about is it worth this card being countered by state base effects by getting it removed from the battlefield in response. Most of the time, if you really want to play your Scale the Heights, either make sure your opponent's shields are down, you've got the green-black counter synergy really getting a payoff, maybe you have a few of those Aura Gnarlids, and play with caution. Scale the Heights, while it looks cool, I think it's a bit of a trap. In general, these cards, while they've got these cool little extra tacton added values, they kind of fall short, and it's kind of not their fault either, because 
this set is kind of next level. When you're looking at your deck build and you see these MDFCs and you're trying to consider, do they count for a full land? How does it help out your mana ratio counts? Which ones are more worthy of being played as a spell and others work well as an early land drop? Do I have any of the creatures that can get the payoffs by returning the lands to the hands? What does it mean when you get to play and absorb this in a land at the same time? <laughs> yeah, Borok. I'm gushing, because these cards deserve to be gushed after. And right now, while the format is still young enough, keep an eye on those MDFCs. They're a signal, they're worth picking earlier than you think they should be picked, and you can find some really sweet, innate synergies along the way just by naturally drafting. You don't have to do much to find that these cards are going to change the way you see Limited forever. But. That brings us to the end of our Zendikar Bazaar episode. Unlucky Lounge Rats, tell me, what do you think about some of the sorceries that we called out here? Is Scale the Heights actually worth its weight in card? Maybe Glacial Grasp deserves more nods in different decks. Maybe it deserves a play in the Blue-Green Kicker deck. Maybe it has a home besides just rogues. And is Mind Drain actually worth it to play in the Cleric's deck? We want to know. Send us word via our Twitter. Find us draft and draft Corey. Instagram Corey Demon Enriquez and give a thought to that Patreon. Take a look, draft and draft an MTG podcast. We're gonna have a lot more great content about Zendikar Rising coming down the pipeline. There's so much to talk about, so much to be excited over, and truthfully, I think that this is such a Swiss Army knife smooth format that's gonna make us kind of change the way that Limited might look forever. Let's just hope that some of these new things stay ubiquitous and stay in the game for a long time. Well, friends, it looks like I've found the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of another great episode. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for joining us on our planeswalk to the Zendikar Bazaar. My name is Corey, joined alongside Borok. And thanks for tuning in. Now go out there. Make some magical memories of your own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.